Welcome to The Heath Barnes Show, bringing you interviews and insights to grow your business from some of today's leading voices in the mortgage industry. The Heath Barnes Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Heath Barnes. Welcome to another episode of Mortgages Reimagined. I think you're going to like this episode with Dave Savage. Dave created the incredible tool, Mortgage Coach, which I've been using for at least 20 years now. And he gives us a story of how he created Mortgage Coach and some of the tough times he endured. Also, some advice he gave to his son. He's also shared his experience of Amplify, which has made me think about Amplified in a different way. So if you've not done Amplify, I encourage you to take a look at that with Renee Rodriguez. We'll leave all the information in the show notes. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning to you, my friend. Hey, I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast and, and I appreciate you putting on the mo- modern real estate uh, agent event. Man, that was a fantastic event you know i've been to several events like that when i like most it's just you know short burst of really good information that i think is going to take a, a lot of agents into the future so thank you so much for putting on that event now hey it was a lot of fun and i also want to make sure todd books fan gets credit and steve Salavega and there was a lot of folks that put a lot of time and energy to making that what it was but thanks for saying something and I do think it's a, a special industry changing event with amazing leaders. Yes, for sure. So, and I'm, I'm honored to have you on the podcast today and, and super excited to spend this time with you. I, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I feel super blessed. I, I joined forces with a loan officer. I think it was back in 2003. His name was uh, Jay Perot. I think he's still in the business here in Houston, Texas, but he introduced me to mortgage coach in 2003. And man, I can't tell you the impact it's had in my career. Just, you know, just the, the technology behind it and how you changed over the years. And I feel blessed to be a part of the community. And so anyways, I mean, I think there's some people that never heard of mortgage coach for so Maybe you can share a little bit about Mortgage Coach and, you know, for me, selfishly, I, I'd love to hear the history behind it. Yeah, no, I would love to, I would love to share it. So I think for anyone that doesn't know what we do, if you're a, if you're a loan officer, you're really familiar with what a fee worksheet is and the content on a fee worksheet. Well, it's got a lot of itemized closing costs on it. When you really net it out from a consumer's perspective, it's rate, it's payment and it's cash to close. And you know, when I founded Mortgage Coach, I believe that if I could tell a family or if I could tell a referral partner like a CPA, financial planner, a realtor, if I could make this statement, like my advice makes a difference. And for it not to just be hollow word, but for it to truly like be obvious within a matter of seconds, literally, I'd have a competitive advantage. And so Mortgage Coach is just, it's just more transparency it, and it's showing families options. So instead of just saying, hey, one loan, rate, payment, cash to close. Let's look at two or three loans. And then I think it's important that when a family gets into debt, they, you know, they're not just getting into debt to get a home. I mean, that's not the American dream, by the way. The American dream is having a home with no loan. So, so let's look at a couple different options over time. And, and maybe one of the windows of time is short term, like three to five years. And then, Hey, let's look at how those loans perform over 15 years. And then lastly, 
I think it's important that families, they do want to pay off their home faster, or they might want to pick one loan versus the other and invest the difference. So, mm-hmm. so that's what mortgage coaching is. We call it the total cost analysis. And it's, it's just providing, I, I wouldn't even call it uncommon anymore because last year we had 1.7 million total cost analysis created, but wow. still there were a lot more key worksheets created. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's just, we make it easy for loan officers to create a total cost analysis. And then we make it easy for a consumer to make a clear, competent decision with that product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the new version, it, it clearly shows, you know, the payment cash to close. And I think a lot of, at least the, the newer and even some experienced loan officers get so caught up in the rate and, you know, the clients asking about the rate and don't realize the clients ask about the rate because that's what they know. And what they're really, what they're really most interested in is what's the payment and how much money am I bringing to closing? And so it does a really good job of, of showing that without giving too much detail up front that I think confuses the, the client. So what, where'd the idea come from? So, so over 20 years ago, I mean, I've been in the mortgage business now for 30 years, the first decade of my career, I was a top producing loan officer, the savage team. I think our mm-hmm. best year was 300, 300 loans in a year. Yeah. And then along my journey as an operator, I also built a mortgage company that had at one time about a hundred loan officers. So when I, when I founded mortgage coach, I was in that scale period. Like, how do I go from mm-hmm. savage team? I had this unique way of. My advice makes a difference in showing that. And I was in a stage of my career where I want to make what I'm doing, my unique process of making my advice valuable. I wanted to make it easy. So any loan officer, I mean, I wanted to make it so easy that someone could go from I'm a waiter to they could create a total cost analysis and look like a genius to a consumer. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the name of the company is not Mortgage Coach. The name of the company is Wow Tools Inc. And so my, you know, kind of what I was solving for was to create a wow within three to five minutes with every consumer I meet with. And so, you know, I was creating a wow tool and that any loan officer could use to do it. So that was, that was the premise. And then I needed to build technology and I'm not a technologist. Like I, I can't program. I can't code. I am ADD and dyslexic. So even if I wanted to, I couldn't, right? We live in an ADD ADD world now, but you know, I'm the real deal. You know, I, I really, So I, I partnered with my co-founder, the mortgage coach, Greg Wexler, and he, you know, went to school at USC to be a technologist, worked for IBM or Xerox, excuse me, Xerox at Park Institute. And so really smart guy. And I said, Hey, I'm doing this with an HP12C in Excel. Can you make it so that anyone can do it? It's faster for me. And literally a waiter could do this. And he's, yeah, I can do that. And 20 grand. And I'm like, okay, well. Here's 40 grand. Let's do it. Yeah. Nah. And he, he delivered on the promise, but it wasn't enough. Like I looked at, I'm like, okay, this makes it easier for me, but yeah. I can't see other loan officers doing this. You know, mm-hmm. they just, well, let's go to a hundred grand. And I'm like, oh, wow. You, you know, it was 20 years ago and I was making a lot of money, but I still didn't want to pay 20 grand to get this done. Uh, nah. Or excuse me, a hundred grand. So I, I said, Hey, I, I spoke at this big event called sales mastery last year. And I was on a panel. Uh, and Todd Duncan asked me to come back again. It was like, I don't know if it's six months out or nine months out. And I go, and I go, I know I'm not the only one that's going to want this thing. So how about this? I'll either, we're going to sell it. I'm going to tell everybody from stage what I do, how I do it. 
and I bet you a lot of people are going to buy it. But I'm keep, I promise you the hundred grand. We're either going to sell this thing for the hundred grand, or right. I'm going to just pay it to you. And we did a handshake deal. We did incorporate under Wow Tools, and over the course of six months, we you know it was between Mortgage Planner and Mortgage Coach. We actually owned at the time MortgagePlanner.com, and oh. I think it's obvious that we landed on Mortgage Coach. The whole story on why we did that. And I told my story from stage at Sales Mastery, and I think it was 1997. And, and I walked off stage. I told everybody that, hey, you can buy it from me, you know, for $995. My wife and his wife and a friend, you know, high school friend, Sherry Brooks, were standing at a booth in the back. Come ask questions. And if you want this thing that I just told you about, it's $995. And, uh, I think uh, 117 people followed me off stage and gave me their credit cards and wow, mortgage coach was born. That was the founder story. 995 back then it hadn't gone up much in price. So evidently, uh, it's a great product and you got a lot of users, uh, still to this day. Well, well, remember this is before the word fast was invented and it uh, was $195 up front. And then I think it was $95 servant fee. So we create. Even though there wasn't like online SaaS software subscriptions. So now then your right. mortgage coach is $120 a month. So yeah. it, it, it got up a little bit, you know, but, uh, yeah. it, but it was a fun, that was a fun day back in the, you know, 20 plus years ago. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious and not say this for a selfish reason. Is, is there a tool in mortgage coach that you think loan officers are not using or should use more? And, and maybe they're missing a benefit. Yeah. Well, I mean, video, I, now, first of all, I would say video has skyrocketed in adoption and use. And I think at least 30% of the TCAs that are created have a video on them, but that means 70% don't have a video on them. And, and I think that's a, a big myth. You know, when you can, if you're a local referral based professional, you want to connect every chance you get. And so when you get yeah. family, those options, even if you were, to, and again, we're coming out of COVID. So we've been in this digital world where we've been mm. connecting on zoom or we're connecting with video, but missing the opportunity to put a video on a total cost analysis, I think is a, it's an underutilized feature. You can also add an, a, a, a voice note. So a voice memo to it. So I think a video is 10 times better, but put a voice note on it. Every chance mm. someone can hear your voice, hear you say their name. How do you repeat back their goals is an opportunity to create a client for life and improve your conversion. So that's a, it's a well-utilized feature, but it's also an underutilized feature. Yeah, for sure. And so if, if they do the video, is there advice on like making the video? Should it be a certain time period? Is there, you know, something they should be saying or not saying? Well, there's a lot of direct okay. to go with this. I, I do okay. think the kind of video that you put on a mortgage code support is best practice is under 90 seconds. And best okay. practices are that you repeat back the client's name, you repeat back their top one to two goals, and then you tell them what you put there for them. And you always have a call to action at the end. And if, if, if they're at the point where it's like, Hey, tell me whether you want program A or B, text me, right. call me. If it yeah. lifts you on the phone at a certain time, so good call to action. I do think, but I also think that it's all about tailored and it's all about that family. And are there times where you might go for three minutes? Sure. But as a rule of thumb, you know, no more than 90 seconds, target a minute and you've done a great job of serving a family. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I've never used the video uh, feature, but I, I I will start now. So, you know, I was perusing through your LinkedIn account and I saw this great picture of you down at the bottom reading some information about you and your arms are folded and you had, you've got, it looks like two tattoos. I don't know if they were tattoos or not, but it says always grateful and always curious. And I mean, I just love both of those statements. I'm just, I'm interested in the picture and wondering if there's a story behind it. Well, I think there's always a story behind everything, but yeah, that was a, it was an event. I don't know how many years ago, but it was at least five years ago by lenders one. And they had a keynote speaker from hello world. It was the founder of hello world.com. And, and it was one of the most moving presentations. It was highly visual. I can't remember exactly how he started, but it was all these people telling the world, the one thing they wanted the world to know about them and having, you know, temporary tattoos, you know, basically Sharpies with words on body parts. And at the end of the presentation, which I know I teared up at least once, I had, you know, tears of inspiration from all the different stories that he told visually. And you'd go back to the back of the room and they would ask you like, Hey, what's your superpower or something like that? And and what's your message to the world? You know? And I don't know. I, I think I spent a half an hour in between the presentation thinking about it. And, mm-hmm. and I just came up with, you know what? The thing that gets me through the tough time is, is just telling myself I'm always grateful no matter what happens to me. And, and I'm always curious. That keeps me humble. It keeps me passionate. It helps me grow. And, and so I was like, you know what? I, I need those words to remind myself. And those are the words that I want to tell the world. So I, you know, that's when I put on my arms and I, I think ever since that day, Telling myself that, reminding myself of that, you know, having affirmations around that has, has really served me, but that's, that's where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. So yeah, always grateful. you always curious, you know, a thing about gratitude. We live in a world and in an industry where, you know, things are always happening that we don't plan on and, you know, problems coming up every day, missing a client or underwriter, you know, screwed up on a deal, but you know, there's always something to be grateful for. Even the problems we have in our life, you know, a friend of mine said, if you don't have any problems, you need to get on your knees and start praying for some because only people in the graveyard don't have any problems or a sign of life. So, well, and I've I've also found that when I'm, when I have a heart of gratitude, you know, there's no room for complaining, you know, Mm. complaining will, you know, just get you more negativity and Mm -hmm. repeated gratitude will just create a great spirit about you. So it's something I would try to focus on personally. Yeah. Uh, and also understand that you were able to meet the late Larry King. What was that experience like? Well, I, you know, part of my role at mortgage coach is to always be interviewing amazing mortgage professionals that mm-hmm. are not just great originators of close loss alone, but they are, you know, they're using mortgage coach and they're delivering more than price to families that are delivering advice. So, I've always studied Larry, you know, like I've watched some of his interviews back in the day, you know, when he was mm-hmm. doing his TV show and some of them I watched for just entertainment, not even a lot of them, I just watched to study him. So he spoke in an event a few years ago, delivered an amazing keynote. I mean, he was hilarious, witty, and I was fortunate enough to be a speaker at that event. And after, after he spoke, he was like, Hey, I'm going to go over to the booth and you know, come get pictures and meet with me. And I was fortunate to be first in line. And literally, 
I think I had three to five minutes with him. I don't know exactly how much time I had with him. Mm-hmm. I had asked him, you know, Larry, what are the, I, I didn't ask him, what are your favorite questions? I said, what are your favorite types of questions? And I just remember him. And, oh, and I also asked him, what kind of prep do you do? You know, what kind of prep do you do? And, you know, it was, he was very matter of fact. I don't do any prep. You know, I just stay present, but I'll never forget it. his advice. He's like the question after the question. So it's like, it's, and I do believe it's okay to prep. So for anyone out there doing interviews, being thoughtful, and remember, Larry King has done thousands of interviews, probably over 10,000 interviews. So when he answered that question, you're talking to a man that's done this for decades and he didn't need to prep anymore. But it was just interesting. His number one prep was being present. And to him, the best question was the question after the question. And I, I'll, I'll never forget that. I, I have adopted it. I have found it to be true. That, you know, asking someone a question and then listening carefully to what they said and then asking that next question is where the richest gold is. Yeah. And I, I think it also shows that you're actually listening to them, right? Because if they're telling you something about whatever the topic is and you're asking them a question about something they said, most of us are thinking about what we're going to say in response, but it still keeps the focus on them. Right. So, it, yeah, it's a great listening uh, tool. I think what one of the great things Larry King also did is he never made the person he was interviewing feel wrong about something that they had done. It's like you said earlier, be always be curious. And there was a curiosity of, of his question so he could get a better understanding of what happened. And so, yeah, he had amazing life. It's uh, that person to, to lose in this world. What any, anything else you learned from studying Larry King over the years? Anything well, that you well, adopt? You know, I'll, I'll tell you something that I didn't learn it from Larry, but I think the fact that I had that experience with Larry, when I heard this from Renee Rodriguez, who I went to an event, he puts on a two day event called Amplify. And it's basically to go and learn how to be a better speaker and, and how to be a better influencer from stage. You know, it's one thing to okay. stand on a stage and talk at people. And it's another thing to actually have influence so that they do what you say. And, right. and so I went there to learn how to be a better speaker. But I also, when I got out of it was how to be a better listener. He had this acronym called love, you know, L O V E. And, okay. and he, in this event, he actually teaches you and L stands for listen. O stands for observe. B stands for validate and E stands for expand. And so I've adopted that. So like when someone talks to you, you listen, you observe, you validate. Oh, that's interesting. And then you expand. And what I just said, unless you practice this, you, it sounds like, oh, that's easy. That's obvious. The guy, mm-hmm. here's the deal. I've been to about four Amplify events. And every time he does an exercise around it, it, it literally takes a half an hour because it's not easy. People don't listen. They don't observe. They don't validate. And they don't actually expand on the question that they were asking. So I would just right. you know, throw it out there. Uh, I'm sure Rene Rodriguez has some, uh, he talks about this on social media, but also check out his event, Amplify. Yeah. When they talked about listening, did they, did they tell you the type of, or the ways that we listen? Did, did y'all expand into any... Or what advice did they give you on listening? You know, really, we didn't get into, you know, call it making it any more complex than, mm. you know, get out of your own head and get into that 
what that person said. And when you have to validate, like before you just ask another question, before you go somewhere where you have to actually say something, you know, validating what they said, and then you actually have to ask another question that expands on yeah. what they just told you, you actually find out that, you know what, we actually don't do that very, very often. We usually listen to what they said, and then we just say what we plan to say, because we're just, mm. you know, naturally doing it. So we can go beyond that. But I, I also don't think we need to go too far beyond that. Yeah. I think there's so much gold for everybody and just slowing down and listening, validating, and going deeper with folks. Yeah, I think often in this world, you're, you're right about, you know, we're, we're listening to talk or we're listening to either agree or disagree. Or I've got employees that, you know, they want to finish my sentence. You know, they want to tell me what I'm about to say. Or so I live in a family where, you know, everyone says, yeah, uh, I, I know, I know. And, you know, when somebody's telling you something, even if you've heard it before and saying, oh, I knew that it's okay. Well, uh, you didn't need to really say that. So I think it, uh, often, even if, if someone's telling you something, and, and it's something that you might already know, like just telling them, hey, man, thanks for sharing that with you, keeps them engaged with you in the, in a conversation rather than kind of shutting them off. So so that Amplified sounds like a great event. Is, is that still ongoing? Would you advise oh. other loan officers to go to something like that? Oh, I, I, I think it's one of the most valuable, important personal development experiences of my life. And I'll be happy to introduce you to Renee and Amplify. But yeah, I highly recommend them. If you check it out, I think it's, you know, I'll, I'll, I think it's amplifyyourlife.com. But you can Google Renee Rodriguez, you'll find it. And yeah, it's highly recommended. Cool. I'll also put it in the show notes in, in case anyone wants to attend that event. I know I'm going to be checking that out for sure. So Hey, I'm curious, you know, starting a, a company and being uh, in a company, running a company for the last, you know, 25 years, I'm sure you've uh, had some interesting or difficult times either early in your life or early in your business that taught you some valuable lessons. I'm curious, what are two or three things you've uh, learned about yourself over these years of being in business through some difficult times you've probably had? Yeah, well, I, I think anybody that's been an entrepreneur for any period of time has had to overcome some challenges. That's part of the the process. But I mean, given that a lot of folks on this are in the mortgage industry, and I don't know what percentage of you made it through the meltdown, but I mean, that was, you know, just an unbelievably difficult period of time between mm. mid-2007 through 2008. And I, I think it might have been 2010, 2011 before we really started to heal and mm. grow again. But yeah, there was nothing more difficult than having to let go of people that I love because we had to downsize our business and go from, gosh, 40-ish employees to 15-ish employees. I mean, that was wow. just one of the most unpleasant, no, professionally the toughest thing because I, I love my team. I love my people. That was brutal. You know, the meltdown in the mortgage business in 2008 was just a, a really difficult time and I guess, you know, I learned a few things about myself and I, I also formulated the mortgage coach mission, at least the mission that we have today wouldn't have happened without that meltdown, you know? So I'll start with that. Uh, yeah. you, you know, prior to, to that meltdown, mortgage coach was a, just a pure lead conversion tool, you know, and our, our goal was create a wow for a consumer that would give a better sales conversion. 
And my number one metric was how many users I had and how much money they paid for it, paid me, you know, and obviously P&L, you know, I am a for-profit business, but coming out of that to find meaning, to find hope, to have purpose. I, and I think it was listening to the type, you know, um, Simon Sinek's Ted talk on the power of why and what your why. And I, myself and our president, Joe Petur and my co-founder, Craig Wexler, we really rallied around this concept that guys, mortgage coach is more than a technology company in the mortgage space. Like we are transforming how Americans get into debt and a family that gets a total cost analysis that picks the smartest loan possible, that is always looking for strategies to pay off their home faster or build enough money in the bank to where paying off their home is just a, a decision that they can make. That's our why. And that shifted us to going from our number one metric at Mortgage Coach went from P&L to how many families are getting a TCA, total cost analysis. And, uh, and we came out of it with the goal of 2 million families a year. We felt like that would be enough total cost analysis that will really, um, you know, it's not the majority, but it's a big enough snowball that it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And so that, that was big. Yeah. Last year, 1.7 million total cost analysis were created. So I'm, I, we will, we're on track for 4 million this year in 2021. I, I learned about myself that I don't give up. You know, like there were, yeah. I, I never considered giving up. So it wasn't like a thought that I overcame. But I, I just, I learned about myself that, you know, I, I don't give up, period. That was never a choice. That was never an option. It was never a consideration. But that was something I learned about myself because certainly there were opportunities to give up or radically change the, the course of what we do. And then the other thing I learned, there were not a lot of sales meetings happening in the mortgage business, period. You know, branches weren't meeting. Companies were not having sales retreats and sales meetings. And I, I learned that I love leadership. I started doing every Tuesday at nine o'clock, which I've done for over 12 years now. I go, you know what? I'm going to put on the best sales meeting in the mortgage industry. And uh, mm. I'm going to invite a top loan officer, author, someone that I think aligns with my visions and my values that align with the mortgage coach visions and values. I'm going to interview them and I'm going to, I'm going to bring leadership to the mortgage space and I'm going to bring leadership to the mortgage coach. And uh, that all came from that you know, that painful period of the meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Leading, I mean, leading with value, you do that. I mean, I watch the, uh, I actually watch those YouTubes generally on Saturday morning when I, my wife is uh, not up yet. I'll get up and grab a cup of coffee and your YouTube channel. And I mean, I can't tell you the, the nuggets I get out each week, especially like there's one, I think it was a couple of weeks ago about there's a, I forget who it was, but they were talking about how you take a house that you know that the, the client is going to have to bid more than the price of the home. And you talk about that and collaborate with the agent before even sending them out to the market and showing them that the, there's no real change in payment and no real change in down payment. And that's uh, super helpful. I've used it twice in the last couple of weeks. I really appreciate you taking time and putting that together and, and, and making it impactful for everyone. For the newer loaner officer out there that, you know, maybe has not heard about mortgage coach, or even if they have heard about mortgage coach, you know, what are the one or two things that you think newer loan officers should be doing uh, right now in their in their career. Well, I mean, there's there's three things. I mean, first of all, you're new, 
so you don't have a lot of knowledge and you need to learn. So you need to, you know, reduce the amount of time you're spending on Netflix, reduce the amount of time you're spending, you know, gaming or whatever you would put under the category of entertainment when you do. And if you want to fast track your success, you need to, to start something, you got to stop something. And I, I do recommend our YouTube channel, Mortgage Coach YouTube. I mean, I've interviewed Simon Sinek, Jocko Willig, Darren Hardy, you know, big authors on how new loan officers can be successful. And then to your point, I, I interview, I try to split my time in my interviews between strategic, visionary, big picture content to like script, you know, how to cold call a realtor. And so the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel and the Mortgage Coach Facebook group are tremendous resources for a new loan officer. And there's others, you know, so find what's right for you, what clicks with you, check us out. So you got to stop some of the entertainment you're doing in your mind and improve the personal development, consume content. I, I do recommend, and this is not just because I'm Mr. Mortgage Coach, but your presentation and how you deliver rates and fees to a family when you're new is never matter more because you don't have the confidence, you don't have the expertise. And so using a total cost analysis to give to a family is great. The other thing that's really great about it is I recommend all new loan officers, you don't have a database. You don't have past clients. You don't have referral partners. So but you, what you do have is you have a list of a hundred people that you would invite to your wedding or that you did invite to your wedding. And to be able to call those people and, and I would just call them and say, hey, I'm in the mortgage business. Do you need a loan or do you know anyone who needs a loan? Mm-hmm. Which not a bad, like that's not bad. Like not calling them, not having a list. That's bad. Uh, yeah. Calling them and saying, hey, I'm in the mortgage business. Do you need a loan or know anyone who needs a loan? That's good. But you know, it's great. And you know what's better is is to have a product like Mortgage Coach, like a total cost analysis, and you call all your homeowner friends and you go, hey, I'm new to the business. I need to get really good at doing house makeovers and figuring out whether it makes sense for you to refinance, do debt consolidation, or move up. Do you mind if I practice on you? And and then you ask them questions because there are people that love you. That's why they're at your wedding. Yeah. And you actually do an analysis for them. So you're not coming to them asking, do they need a loan? You're saying, let me practice on you and and see what it looks like. And then you're calling up all your renter friends and you're saying, hey, do you mind? I I need to learn how to do this rent versus out analysis really well. Do you mind if I do a rent versus out analysis with you? So you're calling people and instead of asking for business, you're practicing how to get skilled being an advisor. So I would recommend that. And then guys, here's the deal. If you don't prospect, if you don't make a lot of phone calls, if you don't talk to a lot of realtors or whoever your target referral partners are, everything else I just told you doesn't matter. Cause you'll, you know, you could be the smartest loan officer in the world, but if you don't have business and leads, what good is it? And you can get great at doing a rent versus own. You can get great at doing a, you know, a financial makeover for a homeowner. But if you don't have leads, what good is it? So you gotta make calls. You gotta talk to people and I would just throw it out there. If you're new, it's four hours a day. You know, I mean, it's, it, unless you're spending time on a loan, you're calling people, talking about things. I, I do Facebook advertising. I mean, I, I know that if I got, if I was new and I got parachuted into a town, I interviewed a loan officer by the name of Alex Cook. And you might want to look him up in the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel. He did 111 loans his first year. Actually, six months into the business, he, did over um, a hundred or 10 loans that month and ended up doing over a hundred loans in his first year. And again, 
He prospected, he called people, he did all this, and he did some Facebook advertising and generated 20, 30 loans through what he was doing. So uh, those are some ideas. That's incredible. 111, you said 100 level loans in six months, huh? No, for the year. For the year. Oh, okay. Got uh, it, got but it, got I, it, yeah. I, I, I interviewed him three times, and the first time I interviewed him, he was on his sixth month of the business, and actually, I was wrong. He, that month, he closed 23 loans. Now, it was his biggest month, but, you know, the bottom line wow. is, and, and I, I do want to say something else just to qualify. He was not a yeah. new loan officer out of college. He was a seasoned businessman. You know, mm. he was an entrepreneur. He knew how to sell. He knew how to use CRM. So, I mean, he was a pretty savvy executive, yeah. modern executive that got in the mortgage business. So he, he did have some skills coming in. It wasn't like he was a, a college kid getting his first job, figuring it out. Yeah. But yeah, listen we, to the interview. It was really powerful. Yeah. Well, yeah, being new, you, you, you got to, I get like being in uh, an airplane. You, you got to give it full blast to give it, get off the ground. And then you can pull back the throttle. If you're pulling back the throttle, just when you're trying to take off or in a career, you're going to crash every time. So, and I like your point about four hours a day. Like I, I call it green time, four hours of, of, of green time where you're making outbound calls and you're, you know, either asking for business or you're, trying to schedule an appointment or you're fighting them to an event like, you know, modern real estate event that we just had, that's you know, was super impactful having an event like that, that you could just call a real estate agent and say, Hey, I want to give you free tickets to an event. So that, that's a great way to bring in business. And, and yeah, I am telling the, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, by the way, guys, while the event is in the rearview mirror, you can sign up for a one year pass to that event at modernrealestatesubmit.com. And I do think the content, the value of the agents, it's worth, you know, you listening to. And it's also a great gift for agents, you know, having masterminds with them. So check it out, modernrealestatesubmit.com. Yeah, and we'll put it in the show notes. And one other thing I want to say that was just a brilliant idea, and that's calling a friend that's either renting or someone that owns a home. And by calling them and saying, Hey, I want to practice on you. And it, by saying, I'm going to practice, they understand what you're really doing, but you just have to wait for them to say, well, let's look at this. And they'll really look at it. So doing that as a practice is a great way to uh, build your business. And you do need to practice, you know? So Jack Daly was on a podcast not too long ago. And I like his idea of practicing where you've got, you got a client. You know, you, you may have two other loan officers in the office and you have yourself who is just observing what one of the loan officer is doing and the other loan officer is being a client. And as the observer, you'll learn more from watching that demonstration of the mortgage coach or whatever you're doing with the client than anything else. So that's a great way to practice with three people. Um yeah, before we start to wrap up, I, you talked about social media, and I, I think you do a fabulous job on social media, but someone who wants one or two pieces of advice on either what to do or not to do, what advice would you give them? Well, I, I think you need to find out what's right for you. I mean, if social media is not a thing that you're attracted to and don't want to do, I'm, I'm not here to be the guy to say, oh, you're blowing it, you're bits of it. I, I do think you need to be thoughtful about when someone Googles you, 
do you look like a varsity player? I mean, you know, do, do you have reviews online? Does your LinkedIn look professional? You know, so be thought, everybody needs to have a good Google social media presence. And yeah, I mean, being on social media is an advantage. It is an opportunity, you know, whether it's linked in the mortgage phase to get to consumers and realtors, it's primarily Facebook and Instagram. You know, if, you know, I have made a personal decision to use it as a community building platform and for, you know, if you want to play the kind of game I'm playing, consistency matters. Being yourself matters most. You know, there, there's a lot to it that we'd have to spend a lot of time on, but I would just, everybody needs to look great on Google. And if you're going to do it, and, and that's the other thing is, you know, it's, it's, it's it, can't worry about the end game just day by day consistency. I've been at this now for over 12 years. I've been very strategic for the past five years. And so anything that I'm doing on any social media channels or the Fate Mortgage Coach Facebook group, the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel, I mean, we've been doing it for a long time and, and we've been consistent. Every week I'm watering the, the plant, watering the flower, and I'm doing it in a way that's very authentic to who I am. I'm not doing something that's out of my comfort zone. And, and, and I recommend everybody because if you're doing yeah. something that's out of your comfort zone or you're doing something you don't love, you won't be great at it. You'll be good or bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. But side, always grateful and always curious as we start to wrap up. What are, are there any other words or phrases that you live your life by that you say to yourself? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I did a podcast the other day on this night. He asked a similar question. And I didn't know this answer was going to come out of my mouth. But, and I wrote a LinkedIn post on this. I think this LinkedIn post is actually tagged as one of the, the, the most followed. So check out the LinkedIn post to get it. But my son is, you know, a college, uh, lacrosse player. I was a coach to him through grade school and, and when he, and, and through seventh and eighth grade, but then through high school, I wasn't a coach anymore. And I was trying to kind of figure out what, what my new role as a parent was because not being a coach, I don't even, know how to coach with that level. I didn't play lacrosse, but Brendan Fowler, I give credit to this. Brendan Fowler mm -hmm. was a great player for Duke, has two championships, NCAA championships, was the MVP of uh, a game where they beat Syracuse, which is where my son plays now. He plays lacrosse for Syracuse. But he was having dinner at our house and I was like, you know, Brendan, what is, you know, I'm not a coach anymore. I want to make sure that I'm kind of like staying in my lane in terms of the advice I'd give Jack, my son, before a game. And he, and he, he said a lot of things that something he said that just stuck in my mind and I use it and I say it to myself almost daily, which is have fun and playlist. He goes, you know, that's all a kid needs to hear before they go out, you know, in any sport before they go to battle is have fun, playlist. Like they've done their training, they've done their, whatever they're doing. And when they go to battle in a game, you know, have fun, playlist, just get out there. And, and so that's. All I said to my son throughout high school before games, kind of a family joke, like, I know dad, mm -hmm. have fun playlist, but I've adopted that myself. If I'm going to get on a stage and I'm kind of feeling nervous or whatever, I go, have fun playlist. If I'm in the middle of a day and it's kind of chaos and, you know, I'm not feeling great. I'm like, have fun playlist. So I say that phrase a lot. And who knows if I actually ever got tattooed words on my body. I don't know whether it would be always grateful and always curious or have fun playlists. You know, I just I like that. I can't get enough. Of, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. Maybe put on a good song on your uh, podcast to get you loose and have some fun. So, well, I, I appreciate you being here today, David. And I just want to acknowledge you for a few things. Number one, I want to acknowledge you for your resilience 
and getting through 2008 because I can tell you the impact mortgage coaches had for me. I can, it's really impacted me in my life and, and my career. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you being resourceful and, 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 and innovative with mortgage coaching, continuing to grow the product and grow the team and, and last for being curious and continuing to find new information and new topics for uh, all of us to learn about. So I appreciate what, what you've done at Mortgage Coach and honor you for that. So if someone wants to uh, know more about Mortgage Coach or they want to contact you, what's the best way for them to do it? Before I answer that, if I want to throw it back at you, I want to applaud you for amplifying your leadership when you, know, you do a podcast like this. And I did say something I want to take back earlier. I said, you know, because you got to operate out of your comfort zone. Like first time I did a video, I had to operate out of my comfort zone. First time I interviewed someone and put it on social media, yeah, I was operating out of my comfort zone. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was operating within my genius zone, something that I'm curious about, something that I'm passionate about. But mm-hmm. that he's without leaders like you doing podcasts, talking about mortgage coach, using mortgage coach in the marketplace, helping loan officers learn to use it. So thank you for that, my brother. I appreciate that. For anyone that wants to follow me, I mean, I, I think I'm on all social media platforms. I'm, I, I, I think this year and last year, I've been more active on LinkedIn. Like I'm pretty thoughtful. I do a post every day that I try to make the inspirational and actionable. Uh, obviously, our, our YouTube channel, it, it really is a prolific place. It's a binge-worthy place for mortgage professionals. And I would urge you to be part of that and follow that, subscribe to it. And of course, our Facebook group, Mortgage Coach Productivity Mastermind, I think we have over 11,000 high achieving, highly ambitious, good quality, cool mortgage coach or mortgage members in there. And then of course, mortgagecoach.com, check it out. And, and I really appreciate uh, you, you know, shining a light on me and shining a light on our company, Mortgage Coach. For sure. So thanks again for your time, Dave, and take care. All right. Take care, everybody. All right. And there you have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the notes at heatbarns.com. And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at heatbarns.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk next time.